Wine educators frequently promise to demystify wine, to explain the inexplicable. Demystification seems to always be a well-intended mission, but there are other things to consider. A mystery is a hidden or secret thing. It arouses curiosity, suspense, or speculation. Mysteries tempt us into their lair. They seduce us like a novel we can't put down or a suspense movie that we never want to end. Welcome to Grape Encounters, where we confidently offer a wealth of insight and answers about wine and the lifestyle it engenders. But we also give you plenty to ponder, experience, and engage the imagination. So, while demystification certainly has its place, the real magic is in the mysteries, and they should be experienced, not explained. Don't worry, you'll learn plenty on this journey, but our paramount objective is to make sure you have an unforgettable grape encounter. Now it's time to raise your tray table to the upright and locked position. it is starting to heat up outside and i was thinking about something the other day my mom we lost her last year but my mom was just an excellent cook tremendous cook but when summer came around there were words that my mother uttered which we hated because it didn't bode well for us and the words were it's too hot to cook and she would not turn the oven on and my mother was a great Italian cook, you know, made incredible pastas and lasagnas and things like that. And when the stove and the oven were decommissioned, then we had to eat salads instead. Because for my mother, cold food meant salads. And we were growing boys, me and my two brothers, and that was just not our thing. But as we have gotten older, I've come to realize that cold food is incredible. And if you're stuck in a salad rut where cold food is concerned, then you are missing the boat. But I have got somebody to captain the boat today who is going to open our eyes. But we're not going to just talk about food that is served cold or made without too much heat. But we're going to talk about pairing that with wines as well. And so it's my pleasure to welcome Vanessa Cedar, who has a brand spanking new book out called Eat Cool, Good Food for Hot Days. And oh my gosh, her credentials are just astonishing. She develops recipes. She's a food stylist, obviously a cookbook author. You'll see her on television. You'll see her books absolutely everywhere. And Vanessa, I am thrilled to death to have you on right at the moment. You're coming to us from Portland, right? Portland, Maine. Portland, Maine. Yes. The one on the East Coast. Thanks for having me. Oh gosh. It's such a thrill. It really is. It's a thrill. I have had a chance to make my way through the book, but I also am intrigued by another book book that you have written called Secret Sauces. And you know, it's all about the sauce, folks, and you've heard me say that. And so we've got to talk about that as well. But let's start with this. Why cool? Why eat cool foods? Well, this book came from a very organic place. It was 2018. And my husband and I, we moved to Portland, Maine in 2011 from Brooklyn, New York. And one of the many reasons we moved to Portland, Maine was because it had a more temperate climate in the summer. In Brooklyn, it's 
very, very humid and hot and uncomfortable. And also in Boston, where we lived many years before that. So anyway, that summer, we had a heat wave in Portland, believe it or not. When we moved here, it wasn't hot in the summer. And it's just gotten progressively hotter. And the the hotter seasons have become longer and longer. And at the time, I was working during the day in our kitchen, developing recipes for another project. And I was using the oven all day. And it was just so hot. We live in a really old home. We don't have central AC. And I just started cooking foods that felt right to cook in that weather. Food that was easy to throw together. Food that was creative. I used things from our garden, from the farmer's market. It's very seasonal. Um, I just was cooking for us. And then I was thinking about all these other books and projects I've worked on all these years. And I, you know, I was a food editor, um, associate food editor at Ladies Home Journal for a while. You know, you work on all these, these summer projects that are like grilled rib, you know, smoked chicken, you know, all these rich, heavy foods where you're standing hours and hours outside on the grill. And it just didn't totally make sense in my head because you're really hot during this time. So I thought it would be helpful to create a collection of recipes for people that would really help cool them down and not overheat the kitchen. From my perspective, when we think of warm weather and wine, there is absolutely no doubt that people change their wine wardrobe dramatically. We shift from the big reds. uh, Well, we certainly continue to drink reds, but now they're going to be more fruit forward wines. Rosés are just absolutely insane right now. There are so many incredible rosés. And and then white wines, I'm so glad that people are discovering white wines that are, you know, something other than Chardonnay. There's a a kind of a joke in the industry, which is ABC, anything but Chardonnay. (laughs) So Mm -hmm. anyway, as far as wines are concerned, have you given a lot of thought to what to pair with the foods that are in your book? Okay. I actually have a two-page spread in the book and it's wines for hot weather. So I went to experts and I talked to them about it and I asked them questions and came up with kind of like the fundamental list of wines that you would probably want in the summer that would pair really well with the food in the book or with just hot weather eating in general. So I think in general, you want wines that tend to be high and acid and lower in alcohol because when it's really, really hot out, your body creates heat to process alcohol and sugar and fat more. So when it's really hot, you want to kind of think go a little bit lower in alcohol when you can. You're right about lower alcohol. And and something that's really interesting, Vanessa, is that there is a massive shift toward lower alcohol wines. And oddly enough, it's coming from the youngest generations, which you would think would be the ones that would be sneaking off with a cheap bottle of tequila or something. But they are the ones that are driving the low alcohol consumption. And then, of course, there's this whole spritzer thing that's just going crazy right now. And I remember yeah. years ago when people would order a wine spritzer and people would then look at them with a funny scowling kind of a look. But now there are just gazillions of them in cans. Yeah. How do you feel? It's about, very interesting. How do you feel about spritzers, Vanessa? I don't know. Well, I'll tell you right now because we're having this conversation and it's a little warm out. Well, here, well, well wait a second. I, before you do that, I, I'm looking. You have wines on the shelf behind you. I, and if yes. I am not mistaken, is that Lambrusco we see? Yes. That's what I'm drinking right now. Oh, my 
my gosh. Two o'clock here in Portland, Maine. Sounds like it might be fun in Portland where, oh my gosh, it's two o'clock, let's drink. (laughs) (laughs) You know what? I just finished homeschool. I deserve a glass of Lambrusco. (laughs) (laughs) You just battle pay for being a homeschooling mother. Okay, take a moment to give me your thoughts on Lambrusco or whatever else you were going to say. The one I'm drinking is actually, it has uh, 11% alcohol, which means that it's a drier Lambrusco. So if you want a sweeter one, it's going to have a lower alcohol percentage, but I really like it. It's frizzante. It's kind of like lightly bubbly. It's light enough to pair with so many different things and it would go really great with oysters. So the one I'm drinking, especially because I think it's like a little bit more on the drier side. But I also feel like the the sweeter ones could pair with desserts, you know, if you don't want to commit to something really, really sweet, like a Moscato. I think it could be a really nice summer drink to have with an ice cream treat or something dessert-like. So just one quick point on Lambrusco. People make the same mistake where Lambrusco is concerned as they do with rosés. I can't tell you how many times people say, I don't drink rosé because it's so sweet. And in reality, most rosés are bone dry. Lambrusco, same story. You can get it very, very sweet or quite dry. And That's so right. you need to ask that question because if you're out looking for the sweet Lambrusco, you'll find it, lots of it, but you'll be very disappointed if you think you're getting something sweet and you get something dry instead. <laughs> Vanessa Cedar is with me today. She's got a brand spanking new book. We're talking about cold foods for the summer and especially focusing today on the wines that you would drink with them. And we're also going to talk today about drinking wines cold that typically are not consumed that way when we return with more Grape Encounters. Twelve hand-picked wines for as low as $59? Well, why not? Uncork Adventure with a Total Wine membership. Get two wines a month for a one-time fee. Their friendly experts pick wines that wow. They are guides on your expedition to uncover gems that'll make your taste buds snap to attention. So what'll it be? All reds? Only whites? Or do you want to throw sparkling and rosé into the mix? Just pick a plan that's right for you. Go to membership.totalwine.com. Oh, and cheers. If you're a frequent Grape Encounters radio listener, you know that our show is all about inclusiveness. For far too long, wine consumers have felt left out, simply because a small minority of, well, let's call them out, wine snobs have dominated the conversation. For 12 years, it's been my mission to give you, the wine enthusiasts that just want to have fun, a front row seat to everything that's cool about wine. And while we have a very intimate thing going on here, I've been thinking that we can take things where no radio or TV program has gone before. And so beginning next week, I'm inviting you and your friends to get together with me for a private online party. This isn't a big streaming free-for-all event. It's you, me, and your guests. You decide what you want to talk about, we'll set a time, then it's party time. So email me using the contact form at grapeencounters.com. Tell me a little bit about how we can make this fun for you, and I'll respond to as many requests as I can. Just drop me a note at grapeencounters.com. 
Oh my gosh, I have one of the most delightful people on the show today, and she has got a stunning book out. It's called Eat Cool, Good Food for Hot Days. Were you first a food stylist? Is that where your career began? It was right after 9-11. I was living in New York City. We were there for 9-11, actually. And I decided to enroll in culinary school. This is after college. So I went to the Institute of Culinary Education. And while I was there, I started assisting a food stylist on a TV show. So I would get up really early in the morning. So it was really fun. Every day was different and and I've always kind of been a morning person anyway so I would get up and I was actually working full-time and then I would go to school at night so I didn't sleep much but uh, there was something about it that I I just loved Um, I also was a personal chef for two and a half years and then I worked in culinary media so I I worked um, for the Food Network I worked on Iron Chef America and Emerald Live and and then I started uh, just doing more food styling and developing recipes and testing recipes, worked in test kitchens, been all over and I teach. I wish that this was television because everybody watching would say she's lying because you look like you're about 22 years old that you could could not have possibly done. I am thing. not. <laughs> no, no, you look like you're fresh out of college. What's going on? I'm 43. No way. <laughs> I am. No way. <laughs> we want what you're smoking. That's it. She's going to hold. Oh, it's the wine. <laughs> she, she holds up a glass of wine. Give me a couple of things that people can do at home uh, real easily and some wines that go with it. Okay. Um, so I was actually um, going to talk a little bit about Rieslings. Oh, good. Um, can I talk about that? <laughs> because, oh, yes, absolutely. Um, because think- Re- Riesling is a wine that people are missing out on because it is so delicious. It is there are so many different styles of Riesling. People don't even buy them. I mean, not not like yeah. they should be. Although they I are think- they are on the upswing. I will say that. I think uh, they were popular for a while, but I think a lot of people have issues with how sweet and syrupy they can be sometimes. And not everyone likes that. Um, So I was going to suggest a Trokin Riesling, which is the drier Riesling. Yes. And I kind of like that. You know, I like that for a change. So if, if you're somebody who is kind of staying away from Rieslings because you think they're going to be really, really sweet and syrupy, you can also find a very dry version. And that pairs really nicely with a lot of hot weather foods. For example, I was thinking about the book and a few recipes come to mind for the Trokin Riesling, which is one of the spicy grilled eggplant romesco dip, which is in... Um, one of the earlier chapters of the book and it has grilled eggplant jalapenos sun-dried tomatoes almonds garlic olive oil sherry vinegar that's it so it's yeah it's very simple to make you're grilling vegetables but in this book um anything that's get that gets grilled doesn't need long on the grill for example i choose pats of meat if there is meat in the recipe uh that don't need to get cooked for very long or the vegetables are cut in certain ways where they don't need very long on the grill or they will cook quicker in a pan because of how they're cut. So 
this does get grilled, but not very long on the grill. It's really, really nice. You can serve it with um, some chopped fresh vegetables, some olive oil toasted bread. It's just a really nice summer meal that would go really well with the Riesling. Um, also, there's the chilled corn and lobster soup. Page oh, wait, 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 wait. We got to talk about that. The, the, first of all, you're in Maine and, you know, their lobster is is a lot cheaper than where we're at. And there yeah. are so many fun things you can do with lobster. And I, I told you before we came on the air about my gourmet lobster and filet mignon pizza. Yeah. But let's, but lobster and corn is so delicious together. So just talk us through that one. Sure. Well, um, I felt like because I am in Maine, um, I had to include a few lobster recipes, right? Yeah. So, um, so this is one of them and you're using the whole lobster shells and all you're getting a lot of flavor in the stock from the shells. So you don't want to just throw out the shells once the steam, the lobster is steamed. Um, and then it has fresh summer corn. And I must say that, um, the best corn I've ever had is in the East Coast in Massachusetts. Really? I've never had, I've never experienced corn like Massachusetts summer corn, late summer. And it has a very short uh, time frame when it's at peak ripeness. And that's the corn you want to use. Of course, not everyone can get that. So you just find the best quality corn you can get that's really, really sweet. Um, so we're, so we, of... we literally have like 45 seconds left before we go to a break. So okay. just a real quick rundown, what's in it and what do I pair with it um i would go with the riesling again these are these are these two recipes i would pair with the riesling um as well as the tin seafood spread i have um and that's really just a thrown together meal when it's way too hot to even consider cooking whatsoever all right i'm not letting you off the hook vanessa i want to know what's in the lobster and corn dish <laughs> okay okay so Nine, I, I know, um, I know what's nine. going on. I know what's going on here. You gotta, you gotta sell books and, and why give the <laughs> recipes away when, you know, somebody can buy the book? <laughs> you know what? No, you're not that type of girl. Anyway. <laughs> um, it's okay. Well, it's dried bay leaves, thyme, um, salt and pepper, two one and a half pound live lobsters. Cause Whoa. here in Maine, um, they have all these legal reasons you can't, uh, have too big of a lobster. So I went with the one and a half pounds, uh, five ears of corn, um, olive oil, shallot, garlic, um, one cup of heavy cream, and then more fresh herbs such as tarragon, basil, chervil. That's about it. That's it. And, and the, and the, and the consistency when it's all done is about what? It's, it's pretty rich. Here's a picture. Oh man. Oh my gosh. That has no calories either. Does it? (laughs) Well, you know, most of, a lot of the recipes in this book um, don't have any cream and they're much lighter. I do have a few that are a little bit richer, but I do tell people that when it's really, really hot um, to go easy on the bit, the fat, rich, heavy, sugary foods, just ha- eat them more sparingly. You can still have yeah. them, but just don't eat a lot of them. I have a question that I'm going to ask you when we come back about creamy, because everybody loves things that are creamy, but 
are fearful of the calories in them, but there are ways around that, I think, and I'm going to get your opinion. We are talking to Vanessa Cedar. Her new book is Eat Cool, Good Food for Hot Days. It's terrific. You know, it's all about not heating up the kitchen and really much fresher and just beautiful and sometimes very simple foods that you wouldn't have thought of. And then she's got another book, uh, her older book, which is Secret Sauces. And that's kind of like one of those things that every person should have in your kitchen. You absolutely should because it's a, a great explanation about sauces from one end of the spectrum to the other. It's brilliant. And Thank so, you. Oh, you're very... You know, I just actually found out it's going to be translated into Italian this fall. So that's really exciting because the book came out a few years ago and it's in Russian and Spanish as well. Oh, so that's awesome because... If you ev- speak those languages. Well, not only that, everything tastes better in Italian. It's just a, just a rule of thumb. If it's an Italian, you just have to say it in Italian. It will be better, and it'll also be higher in calories. We're going to be back with we're going to be back with more grape encounters right after this. In Greek mythology, we learn the mysterious connection between walnuts and wine. When Dionysus, the god of wine, fell in love with Princess Caria of Laconia, her sisters tried to prevent the romance, so Dionysus turned them into rocks. He also turned his beloved Caria into a walnut tree. She was, after all, a hard nut to crack. At mmorganics.com in Paso Robles, California, Walnuts and Wine is the ultimate love story. You'll flip over their 100% organic port-style dessert wines and organic heirloom walnut products, including sprouted snacking walnuts in five awesome flavors, irresistible raw organic walnut butter, free trade chocolate-covered walnuts, and for bakers, MM Organics produces 100% gluten-free walnut flour, estate walnut oil, and of course, their crazy delicious raw walnuts. Get all their products online at mmorganics.com. That's mmorganics.com. Fling into spring at Total Wine & More, where fresh flavors are in full bloom. We're talking Rieslings and Rain Boots, Bubbly and Brunch, Pinot on the porch, anyone? No matter what's on your table, we have the wine and the savings to go with your menu. Sauvignon Blanc plays nicely with smoked salmon. Bacon practically begs for Chardonnay. And which rosé are you feeling today? We surely have a shade to match. Brighten up your glass with fresh cocktails. Rosé Prosecco makes for a beautiful twist on a mojito. Or mix up your sangria with a spritz of berry seltzer. With over 8,000 wines, 4,000 spirits, and 2,500 beers to choose from, you can expect the unexpected. Always at the best prices in town, with the best service in America. What'll it be today? Choose curbside pickup, in-store pickup, shipping or delivery. Explore more in-store or at TotalWine.com. We're back with more Grape Encounters. Hey, please do us an enormous favor and like us on Facebook. It's the very best way to learn about other opportunities that we may not share on the broadcast. Also, join our mailing list on GrapeEncounters.com. Listeners on our contact list receive some exclusive opportunities. Become an insider. Enough said. Here's your wine captain, David Wilson. I am having so much fun with the sauciest chef on the planet. I call her saucy because she's got a book that is called Secret Sauces, and it's going to be my new 
Bible in the kitchen. It's just so amazing. I, I have with me today Vanessa Cedar. Brand new book is called Eat Cool, Cool Foods for Hot Days. And by the way, Vanessa, I, I think it's important to say that it's not, this isn't one of those things where you absolutely can't use the stove uh, no, or the no. oven. It's I just have recipes that are on the stove in this book. There's a lot of ways to cook your food um, in this book that take less time on the stove, but you end up with a really good end product, but it's less time and less heat on the stove. So it, it's uh, less likely to heat up your kitchen. Okay. Well, tell me some of your go-to wines for sandwiches. The sandwiches just oh, look beautiful. Okay. Actually, I know we were just talking about Pinots during the break, but uh, my favorite is the Corte Terre Pinot Noir. And um, I, and also, you know, I have this blend here that I'll show you. It's a 50-50 blend of Pinot and Gamay. Have you tried this? No. Or heard of this? No. So what's great about Pinots in terms of summer wines is that because you want to find the ones that have more of a silky or lower tannin. And those are the ones that you can really chill. So you you don't have to think of a Pinot as something you drink um, room temperature. You can actually also chill it. And when you take it out of the fridge, you should let it kind of sit out for a little bit. You don't want it too cold. I think it's 45 degrees. Isn't that right? Something that's like about, that. That's about right, yeah. Um, so that you don't lose any of those flavors. But I think this would pair really well with the pan-seared sliced beef sandwich that I mentioned before. Or also, I have a charred broccolini, burrata, and walnut pesto tartine oh, on country I bread. Oh, I am so glad you brought that one up. I mean, first of all, I love broccolini. I use that cast iron skillet, and I get it really, really hot. But not for long, because we're thinking about you know, not heating up the kitchen too much right. here in this book, but you get it super hot and you don't even put oil on it and you just char the outside parts of that broccolini. And then it gives you its own flavor dimension. Uh, you make a walnut and herb kind of a pesto, and then you toast the bread with some olive oil, you toast it, and then you put the pesto on top, um, the broccolini that's been charred, the burrata, and then some sweet and spicy pickled peppers. So it's a really kind of nice mix of warm, cold, creamy, flavorful, herby, spicy. I really like it. And look that would your, go really your, well your, with look, a nice chilled pinot. Look at your face lighting up. I, 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 I <laughs> You just sat there and it was like the, the most beautiful thing to watch your face just look like a kid's first day at Disneyland when you talk about <laughs> some. No, I'm not kidding. Wow. That was really, that was really fun. Do you think, just an aside, do you think that burrata should be outlawed? I do. I think they should outlaw it because it is so delicious. Uh, it is so, uh, you know, I buy some and I think I'm going to spread it out and make it last for a week and it never even gets back in the refrigerator. It's just so. Yeah. I think you just buy it and eat it right away. It's like for. Don't don't eat too much of it. <laughs> oh my gosh! It is just, it is just so... enjoy it. Just enjoy it, and um, and just buy a little at a time. That's what I always do, and then that way you don't overeat it. Let, let's take a moment to talk about something that we alluded to in the first segment, which is chilled red wine. And I, mm -hmm. I think this is something that is really, really not popular with most of the population. And it's not because it's bad; it's because we don't really think of it. But there's a real really massive difference between the flavor of 
a red wine that's been chilled and a red wine that's at room temperature. It's interesting because you actually have two wines in one if you care to do that. And I do like uh, chilled red wines. And by the way, you go to Europe, especially places like Greece, and go to lunch and you're going to get your red wines going to be chilled. And it just it takes on a whole different dimension, don't you think? Well, I've never been to Greece, okay. but well, I will okay. <laughs> right. I'd like to go um, when, you know, it's safe to. But in terms of chilling the red wine, it definitely changes its flavor. And it's not a bad thing. It's just it is like getting two different wines out of one wine. So that's kind of a nice thing about chilling it as well. But I, I do recommend if you're going to chill it, you don't want to it to be too cold. And by the way, yeah. just something that I think is really super important for people to know, don't just open the red wine and pour it. Put it in the refrigerator. Put it in there for, you know, 45 minutes to an hour. Then take it out of the refrigerator and then just let it set on the counter for 20 minutes. And yeah. and then the wine will be perfect. That's a, a great thing that you should practice when you're, when you're serving red wine and you'll be happy about that. During the summertime, don't serve your red wines room temperature. Get them a little cooler and they're going to taste. Yeah. Tastes so much better. Do you decant all your wine? Or no, I, I definitely aerate wine that is tight, but I don't think you have to aerate every wine. But wines that have a lot going on with them, I think it's a, a good practice to aerate them. And you know, decanting is certainly uh, one way to do it. But really, if you're a good swirler, that might be enough. I think one of the most important things that people should have in their home, if you are a red wine drinker, get the biggest, widest glass you can find that will serve you well at our wine bar we serve in a Riedel glass that is just got an enormous bowl and people are in awe when they see these glasses but what they realize very quickly is that the wine just tastes so much better in these glasses it absolutely does because there's all this surface area that uh, allows the wine to aerate almost instantly and you don't need to decant when you're serving in a glass like that mm, interesting that makes a lot of sense so you can uh, you can quote me on that, Vanessa. Okay. All right. Well, you know, I actually we're we're a fail here at our house because we like to drink wine out of these little vintage glasses. <laughs> But a very important thing to to say about that is, I mean, you've got a little short glass, and it's um, it's, it's maybe what you might drink juice out of, or or uh, whiskey on the rocks out of, something like that. But mm -hmm. that is really, really common in Europe. It's really super common to uh, to serve wine out of what what we would call a table glass. So don't you know, don't be shy, do that. I'm doing it. I, no I noticed. And by the way, we're going to take a break now. But the last break, uh, you actually cajoled me into opening up some wine. <laughs> because I don't know that I think yeah. I think you were feeling guilty about the wine that you're drinking. I'm not feeling guilty at all. Oh, uh, well, I don't know. You had a guilty look on your face. <laughs> I don't I don't feel guilty. I'm I'm totally happy and content. Actually, I sent you I sent you I was like, you know what? You should do it too. <laughs> I sent you an email before the interview saying, you know, have two or three glasses of wine before you come on, you know. Anyway, that's just joking around, folks. I'm <laughs> we're just doing my homework. Absolutely. So. Hey, we're talking to Vanessa Cedar. You got to check out her book. As I understand it, this book is available uh, all across the planet. It's really super easy to find. Just Google it, Eat Cool, but the uh, subtitle is... It's Rizzoli is the publisher. Rizzoli. And then... Uh, Rizzoli. Which, which sounds like a pasta, doesn't it? Uh, we're going to have Rizzoli tonight <laughs> with some uh, shaved Parmesan cheese and a little burrata on top. Mm. 
Yeah, Perfect. sounds good. We're going to serve it with chilled red wine. That's what you're learning today on Grape Encounters. The book is Eat Cool, Good Food for Hot Days. And the incredibly, incredibly delightful author with us, Vanessa Cedar. And you know what? Um, support her, uh, buy her book. And we're also going to start a, a GoFundMe page so that she can go to Greece. And if there's any money left over. Wow. Yeah. And if, if, <laughs> if there's any m- money left over, we're going to buy her some proper wine some glasses. Wine glasses. <laughs> there you go. We'll be back with Vanessa right after this. Even though I spend almost every waking hour trying to track down all things wine, it takes nearly superhuman powers to keep up with the folks at Total Wine & More. I remember the first time I ever set foot in a Total Wine & More store. My jaw literally dropped to the floor as I tried to comprehend the astonishing wine, spirit, and beer offerings that were suddenly at my fingertips, wonderfully organized for super easy navigation. How do they pull off such an amazing feat? Well, it all comes down to an incomparable team of experts that constantly searches every corner of the world for amazing products priced so you can enjoy them on any occasion. Total Wine doesn't just sell the same old, same old. They're always busy forging relationships with outstanding producers on every continent so that they're able to provide exceptional wines that are exciting and new to you at incredible savings. New discoveries, must-have favorites, and more than 8,000 wine choices that you can even explore from home on your laptop or phone. Explore Total Wine in whatever manner suits you best, in person or if you've come to enjoy that curbside experience, you can order online at TotalWine.com and pick up your wine in the store or just outside if a contactless experience is your preference. And make sure to check for special opportunities that are always plentiful at TotalWine.com. There are always plenty of reasons to get excited about your next Total Wine experience. We like to talk about wine. Words can be very confusing. When you're crazy, people say that you're nuts. But what if you're crazy about nuts? Well, that doesn't mean that you should be sent to the funny farm. It means that you should be sent to the farm of MM Organics, the producers of organic heirloom walnuts and walnut products that are so incomparably unique and delicious, other nuts will be reduced to wallflowers. Whoops, there we go with those crazy meanings of words again. After all, if being a wallflower means disappearing into the background, then why does being a walnut from MM Organics mean standing out from the rest? Confused? Well, you won't be when you discover the glorious deliciousness of walnut halves, baking pieces, fair trade chocolate-covered walnuts, and other scrumptious walnut products from MM Organics. Learn more and order yours at mmorganics.com, where you'll also find our utterly irresistible two-horse Portuguese dessert wine that everyone goes nuts for. Get crazy at mmorganics.com. Fling into spring at Total Wine and More, where fresh flavors are in full bloom. We're talking Rieslings and Rain Boots, Bubbly and Brunch. Pinot on the porch, anyone? No matter what's on your table, we have the wine and the savings to go with your menu. Sauvignon Blanc plays nicely with smoked salmon. Bacon practically begs for Chardonnay. And which rosé are you feeling today? We surely have a shade to match. Brighten up your glass with fresh cocktails. Rosé Prosecco makes for a beautiful twist on a mojito. Or mix up your sangria with a spritz of berry seltzer. 
with over 8,000 wines, 4,000 spirits, and 2,500 beers to choose from, you can expect the unexpected. Always at the best prices in town with the best service in America. What'll it be today? Choose curbside pickup, in-store pickup, shipping or delivery. Explore more in-store or at TotalWine.com. certain guests that I have on that I literally wish I had a hundred hours to talk to them because they are great content providers. And one such guest is with me today, Vanessa Cedar. She has been an absolute delight to talk to. Um, she's got a book that you need to go out and buy because she's raising money to go uh, to Greece for the first time. It's called Eat Cool, Good Food for Hot Days. And by the way, Vanessa is a superstar. She has worked with some of the biggest TV shows. She has been a writer for major publications. She's got uh, extremely hot cookbooks. She's a stylist. And she's an all-around nice person, too. It's making my heart melt. I know. It's very sweet. You're you're blushing. There are a couple things that have to do with wine and food that I wanted to talk about before we go. And the first is this. There is something that people do when it comes to cooking with wine. And I need you to scold them if you agree with what I'm about about to say. Okay, you opened up a bottle of wine. It tasted terrible. It probably even turned. And now you're going to put it in your food? Are you crazy? What's the rule of thumb? Well, A, they have cooking wines. Never purchase those ever. They have salt in them. Oh, they're dreadful. There are wines that are good enough to drink at Whole Foods. I, there's there's like really inexpensive wines that are okay tasting. If in an emergency happens, you could still drink. Those are the wines that you should be cooking with. It doesn't have to be expensive wine and it shouldn't be because you're cooking with it unless it really calls for a specific flavor profile. Right. right. But if it's just a general red wine, white wine to add to something, it should be a reasonably inexpensive bottle that you can drink. That's my thought. Okay, next question about cooking with wine. I always mess up wine sauces. You know, they'll talk about a wine reduction. It seems like they always get sort of sour or something. What am I doing wrong? What sauce is this? Well, any sauce that is wine-based. What is the secret to making a wine-based sauce? Well, Usually, if I'm using wine in a sauce, it's not just strictly by itself. Right. You know, there's a roux or there's a, a meat demi-gloss or there's there's like vegetables in it and fats and stock, you know, and you cook out the alcohol. So you're just left with the flavor. And maybe it's that you're adding too much wine. Maybe it's the variety you're using. I kind of stick with when I'm cooking with wine, I stick with something that is not too robust, that isn't very tannic. You want to just go with something that's kind of more of a table wine that can reduce and you're not going to develop this bitter, acrid flavor. That is exactly what I'm doing wrong because I tend to think, well, I want to get a lot of flavor out of it. So let me go with the most robust wine that I've got. And that's wrong. No. Okay. Yeah. And then you're going to probably get that flavor that you're, you don't want. 
So here's probably our last question. Okay. So I am going to be coming uh, on Friday night to your house to dine with you, your husband, your family, okay? And you're going to be cooking for me. Wine is going to be figuring, going to be a central focus of this meal, Mm -hmm. and it's going to be a cold meal. Mm -hmm. Now that you've gotten to know me, Mm -hmm. what are you going to serve? Do you eat everything? Yeah, I eat everything. Look at me. Of course. (laughs) Yeah. Okay, I'm going to go through the book. We're going to do this from the book. Do you like oysters? Love them. Okay, so I have a mignonette recipe. It's um, oysters with cucumber radish mignonette. And then... A minuet's like a song, right? Uh, Mozart would play a minuet. <laughs> mignonette, is that right? Oh, that's minuet. Min- oh, no, minuet. minuet. Okay, all right. It's all right. like a vinegar-based... Yeah, um, yummy. I have a really nice sourdough panzanella with heirloom tomatoes. So what is so what is a panzanella? Be, it's kind of like a rustic uh, stale bread salad. Mine gets grilled slightly, so it's like rubbed with olive oil and grilled. Um, maybe the white gazpacho would be really nice. And then for the main course, how about the grilled marinated skirt steak? Oh. Um, with barley salad with dried cherries, fresh herbs, and lemon pickle. I saw that one. That is so great. Do you think that when people come over for- You want dessert too? Are you done? All right. <laughs> go, no, go, go ahead. And then I'll ask my question after that. Dessert. Do you like malt? <laughs> I, uh, malt, the malt flavor is my f- like favorite dessert flavor, actually. Okay. Well, I have a malted chocolate icebox cake, which is really a fun dessert. It's kind of like a soda fountain shop, vintage and it's no bake. It's a, you just form it and put it in the fridge. And then four hours later, you slice it like a cake. So oh. that's really great. All right. Really I, I got to stop you now. We got time to stop because, <laughs> because here's the thing. I've been on a strict diet for about three months now. And even without eating a drop of food, you've at least thrown three or 4,000 calories at me with words alone. I am afraid we're going to have to say goodbye for today, but you will promise me that you come back? Yeah, definitely. This is fun. All right. Uh, So (laughs) just to to repeat, I've said it a couple of times, so let's say it one more time. The book is Eat Cool, uh, Good Food for Hot Days. And uh, the publisher is Rizzoli, R-I-Z-Z-O-L-I. But most importantly, the author is Vanessa Cedar, spelled S-E-D-E-R. And I'm I'm telling you, her books are not your typical books. They are just so rich with valuable information that you'll be able to use and translate into a lot of your own recipes. Because there's a lot, a lot of interesting tips in these books, including things like making your own ricotta cheese. Who knew? Who knew? Yeah. I didn't know I could make ricotta cheese. And you can do it in minutes. Okay. Literally, yeah. craziness. Vanessa, thanks so much for being on. I just lo- I loved talking to you. And I do want to remind you that she's got a whole section in the book about um, uh, wine and these cool foods. So there's a guide for you there as well. And I hope we've made you hungry. I'm hungry for more of Vanessa to come back to our show. But until then, we're going to say goodbye. We'll be back here next week with more Grape Encounters. This is because I would talk nonstop about food with everybody. And they're like, you need to do something about this. So I decided to do something about it. And I went to culinary school back when. You did an awesome job. (laughs) 
This edition of Grape Encounters has been brought to you by Total Wine and More. When Total Wine and More challenged themselves to keep more than 8,000 wines on hand, they pioneered a consumer experience that 99.999% of the population would have thought was impossible. It was an undertaking that I still can't totally get my arms around today. But I've spent many hours of my personal time being that adult kid in a candy store, using my mouse to learn about their extremely affordable top 20 wines of the year, or learning eye-opening details about the iconic winemakers behind Total Wine's Legends of Wine collection. TotalWine.com is an online resource so rich with content, it's hard to imagine a more satisfying wine-related experience. Spend all the time you want at TotalWine.com or at your nearest store. Just make sure you're back here with me at this same time next week for another Grape Encounter. Thank you.